Welcome to the 100th episode of the CE Pro Podcast. I'm Executive Editor Arlen Schweiger. Have you ever thought about expanding your custom installation company geographically but didn't know where to start? Well, two leading integrators came up with a unique way to open up in a new city. SAB Digital Environments out of Bozeman, Montana, and Premier Systems out of Chicago and Tampa recently formed a joint venture to take over the Jackson Hole, Wyoming branch of Essentials and relaunch it under the name Premier SAV. As far as we can recall, it's the first business venture of this kind among dealers. Could it be a blueprint for others thinking about a geographic expansion? To find out, CE Pro's Jason Knott spoke with Corey Riestad, president of SAV Digital Environments, to get the details on how it's going to work in this week's episode. As always, be sure to subscribe to CE Pro's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos, or subscribe to the CE Pro podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. There was some interesting news in the custom installation space a few weeks ago when two of the leading companies in the space, integration companies, announced a very unique joint venture. SAV Digital Environments and Premier Systems uh, announced the formation of a joint venture to take over the Jackson Hole, Wyoming branch of Essentials and relaunch it under the name Premier SAV. So as far as I can recall, in my 22 years at CE Pro, this is the first time I have heard of a unique collaboration like this amongst integrators. And the interesting part about it is it could be a blueprint for some integrators who might be thinking about, they, they never really realized how they might be able to expand geographically. So here to talk with me about it is Corey Riestad, president of SAV Digital Environments based in Bozeman, Montana. Hey, Corey. Hello, Jason. Thanks for joining me today. So before we jump into it, give us a quick overview of SAV Digital Environments. Sounds good. SAV um, is a 21-year uh, company uh, based out of Bozeman, Montana. We've grown from, you know, me and a uh, another gentleman uh, driving our vans and uh, and. Uh, doing rough-ins and basic installs in the year 2000 to a company of, uh, of uh, 95 on staff today. And uh, we're, we're primarily based, you know, in, in the Bozeman Big Sky area. Uh, we do have a satellite operation now in the West Indies. Um, but uh, yeah, we've just, we've, we've, we've just seen uh, and have been fortunate to, to be part of incredible growth in this community uh, in terms of Bozeman sort of transforming into a, into a luxury community that, uh, uh, that needs our goods and services. Uh, so, Well, congratulations on that success and, and obviously congratulations on this joint venture we're going to talk about. But yeah. let's first talk about how, how you connected with a Premier Systems. I know you both are members of an alliance called the Guild, uh, but tell us how you connected. That's that's precisely how we connected. Uh, is is just through our through our association and affiliation with the guild, which you know beyond you know beyond events like this has just been a just been a very big part of our growth and and success. The guild is is you know one of our one of our biggest assets. You know in terms of having a company and having a you know a a sense of collaboration with with trusted folks in the industry and uh, yeah so so I, I i attribute this to uh you know our our association and friendships that we've that we formed through the guild alliance 
So, and for our listeners and viewers today of the uh, CEPro podcast, we did an article on the Guild a few years back. So if you want to just go to CEPro.com and search and you can kind of uh, get a sense of how the, the Guild Alliance works. But now let's, let's dig into the details at hand today, uh, the joint venture. How did this idea come up? How did, how did it uh, first bubble up? Fairly, I mean, it, it was it was fairly sort of organic in nature. I think we were we were um, Accentuals had reached out to us and Premier independently in terms of their you know their desire to you know to sell that brand. And uh, when we when it when it came up between us, and I think this was at a guild conference actually. Um, we we you know we 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 were able to share that that information with each other and just had an awareness that both of us have sort of you know have and have had individual opportunities in that market but it would be a remote opportunity for both of us not far from from us we're 4 hours away but for but for premier they were just they were they were um, asked to look at look at projects in the Jackson area and sort of that you know, knowing knowing Premier, knowing their style, knowing SAV our style, and the alignment that we've sort of had as part of the guild made this right a a unique opportunity to say instead of one of us taking it, why don't we both look at it? Right? There's a there's a uh, Essentials has created a you know a talented workforce in that environment. We can fortify it with not only additional projects that we have opportunities on, but they've got a they've got a they've got a skill set there that we don't have to come in and try to try to hire in this in this market right in this space. As and and one of the biggest ideas we had was we're going to let this thing run as it as it is right. Let them let them do what they do best but add what we've learned, right, in terms of systems and processes and efficiencies. And um, over time, we think that would be welcomed in that environment from a company that's, you know, 12, 12 people strong. Um, together, I think with Premier, you know, if you look at our resource, we have, you know, collectively over 150 on staff. Um, so we think we can, we think we can add, we think we can, you know, uh, increase efficiency and, and put in systems and processes. We also, we are also excited about the idea of keeping Jackson as a small market, but be able to add resource when necessary, right? So that we don't have to expand that workforce greatly. Again, sort of responding to the, to the deficiency in the marketplace for finding talent. And just as background, uh, so the listeners know Accentuals is a leading company and they have uh, offices in Denver and Aspen. And so Jackson Hole was one of their other locations. But going back to kind of what you talked about, about there has to be a synergy, right? So this, the market really has to fit your business model that you are bringing over from the luxury end of, and Bozeman as well as Premier's. And you saw that in the Jackson, that Jackson Hole, Wyoming market really fits that synergy. I mean, this probably wouldn't work if you were going to Poughkeepsie or something like that. Right. Yeah. I just, I think Jackson, Jackson is comprised, Jackson is a fragmented market. Right. And we, we believe that 
we're going to have some some competitive advantage ultimately by by having more sort of large company systems and processes in place. Not necessarily purchasing power will help, but but it's more about you know building a a, a machine right with a small company. S- small companies, as you know, you know. Everybody wears many, many hats and right. It's a, it's organized chaos <laughs> at, at 12 people strong. And we're, and we're probably organized chaos at, at 90 people strong, but, but uh, we do believe that we can add some, you know, add some efficiencies to it. So had you prior to this, had you been thinking about a geographic expansion or again, you mentioned it was kind of an organic conversation and, and this was the first time it really had come up. Not really. I'm not, I'm not overly excited about taking over the, you know, taking over different marketplaces and, and being in competition with, with, you know, the existing, you know, base of base of integrators. It, it, it's got to fit certain parameters. This one fits, this one fit number one, because it's a joint venture with uh, an incredibly talented team, right? Um, it fits because Accentuals was a market leader or is a market leader, right, in, in Jackson. Um, and it fits because we can sort of divide, you know, divide the sort of the executive or the advisory or the strategic responsibilities between us. And so that's where I think we saw, you know what, this one, this one fits. We're not looking to, we're not looking to go to market after market. This just, this seemed to fit in our model and, and, uh, Again, we've we've worked well together pre, um, you know, pre-purchase in terms of resource sharing, right? Idea sharing, every everything we do as a company that's on the phone all the time with our, you know, with our with our colleagues in the guild, and uh, this is this is putting it to work. Right. So tell talk about some of the. <clears throat> the challenges that you have to go through. You mentioned the staff, the talented staff that was already in place, but uh, like-minded equipment and the serviceability and would you be bringing together, let's say control platforms and other things that may not have been in, in the base there, or was there really that synergy already taking place? We were already aligned. And I think that's the benefit of buying a, an integrator, right? That's been in, that's, that's been in the business for a while. I think we all start to, to align right? In terms of our product matrix, right? In terms of our process and whatnot, I think that's, there, there was definitely alignment there. So one of the things I've heard from integrators over the years who have either moved into a new territory or acquired somebody in a different uh, territory that they've, they felt like they had to have those, that champion. Um, Does, does, is it, a similar situation there with Essentials, and you've got some key personnel who are really running the ship. Or how is the reporting going to work between the two entities of, of um, uh, SAV and Premier? We wouldn't have done it if we didn't have the champion in the marketplace, right? And that's that was that was key, and uh, and we and we have that. Um, so basically, it's going to be a it's going to be a sovereign unit you know, for all intensive purpose, right? It's going to be a standalone unit. Um, we're just going to add advisory and strategic service to it in terms of like like Ken and I, in terms of what, you know, what we apply to the marketplace. 
as well as from a from a from a sales and a business development perspective, we think we can you know we think we can add to that that side of it as well. So we want to leave it. We want to leave it, we want to leave it intact. We don't want to. It's it's you know I've, I've been through this before, and we don't want to disrupt the process. What they're doing, what they're doing is working. We just want to come in and you know believe we can we can add to that over time in terms of just what we've learned in the business. So just to give somebody kind of an overview, you think of things like, you know, accounting and HR and those sorts of things that, that you know, your bigger entities would be able to uh, command. And then also we think about um, things like engineering and programming and, and sales. Um, those would stay intact at, at Premier SAV. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. In tech, again, we've got, you know, we've got newer software, we, you know, we've got a new CRM system that we're, that we're deploying. It's, it's not new. It's, I mean, it's existing, but it's, but it's a transition from what they're used to. Right. But uh, all of that stuff will be in place. All of that stuff will be administered locally. Right. We will, we'll add a layer of, of management to it, but uh, all of that's going to happen at the local level. So it's not so- it's not alignment. We're not. We're not build. We're not building racks in Bozeman and shipping them to. Right. We're not shipping them to uh, um, to Jackson. You know. Are we using our? You know. Are we using our our shades division in Bozeman when you know when called upon by Jackson on a large scale project that might give them some relief to do you know do what they're doing? We're going to do all that sort of thing. That's where I think we're going to see the benefit is just a sort of an expanded temporary labor force. And that's going to work in all three directions, right? Because Accentuals has, you know, they, they've had, they've got a lot of talented guys that were excited to sort of expand their horizon by bringing them into different markets temporarily. And for, for, for what it's worth, I think everybody seems excited about that. Yeah. So scheduling, staying in place there or that, at that local level. So talk about some of the, um, considerations, let's just say if an, another integrator is thinking about expanding, what are some of the analyses that you do when you look at, obviously you look at the demographics at a place like Jackson Hole, which is such a, you know, elite demographic um, that similarly fits where your your market is now, but what are some of those key considerations you that you would advise an integrator to look at before he even thinks about, you know, launching into another market? Well, the first thing I would think about is evaluating my my own company and do I have my ducks in a row, right? Have we systemized our own companies? And is there something that we can add to a to an existing, you know, to a to a company that we're interested in purchasing, right? Um, I, you know, for me, I would I would look for 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 a market leader and I would be looking to pay the premium, right? After my diligence phase of figuring out, yes, these guys, they have the relationships, they have the systems, they have the processes, right? They have the, they have the team in place. I mean, I think, I can't think of a bigger challenge right now that would be to show up in a market, right? To start a new, to start a new integration company and have to build a workforce around it. It's a, like today's day and age, that, that may change tomorrow, right? But, but in terms of today and, and acquiring, we want so we 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 would want something that's in place and you know firing on all cylinders. Yeah, good good considerations there. All right, let's talk about the joint venture itself. I mean, 
I think people's kind of heads probably swell where they're thinking, oh, my God, I got to get legal people involved and I got to have all these documents. What's entailed in something like that? Is it is it a complicated scenario to put something like that together with another integration company or not? No, not at all. In fact, yeah. I mean, there's there's we're, we're seeing the benefit of going in with another company because we're dividing up you know, we're, we're sort of dividing up responsibilities, especially in terms of the acquisition process and taking champions from each company to help in different aspects of the, of the acquisition, the transition, the new dealer accounts, all that sort of thing. It, I, I found that, that that's, that's what I imagined going into this, how this would help. And that's definitely proven true so far. It's, it's, I, I would say it's easier than it is. I mean, if you get, get out of the, you know, get outside of the sort of the ownership or however you're going to divide that up, right? We were, we were, we were pretty simple and straightforward with how we would do that. So. Yeah, no, fantastic. So when you look at the market, it, do you do, you make a leap like this um, thinking that you have some sort of, uh, you know, goal in mind to double this business or triple this business or, or double the, the work staff in five years or, or is it really just kind of a status quo? And as you said, bring some of the sales opportunities that you might already have from, from your clients who have locations down in Jackson and likewise from Premier Systems. Or is there really some sort of a target that you look for when you do something like this? So when I, when I think of a target for this, I, I, think about, I think about doubling the revenue in three years and expanding the workforce by 15% through the, through the use of our sort of temporary resourcing, right? Uh, that, 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 when, I, when I think of a goal for, for, for Premier SAV, that, that, that's what I think. Um, I, wanna, I wanna test the theory of, of being able to, to uh, you know, to, uh, to, to cross over our labor force, um, sort of enhance the benefit of working for a, you know, for an AV company in terms of being able to travel, right. And to go to new places and, uh, but come back to your, come back to your hometown. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I, I think of when I was in my younger years in this business, I, I absolutely love that, right. Going into new markets, but not necessarily on a permanent basis. And this is a way to keep a, again, to keep a, an absolutely local team, right. Who's, from Jackson, from that area, but really be able to come in and and uh, and strike with with talented resource where when it's necessary, where it's necessary. Was the uh, was this effort more attractive because it was a state like Wyoming, where you're not going to have lots of restrictive legislation and rules like you might get in California or some other uh, place like that? Is that does that Wyoming market make it? make something like this even easier um, or is it, it really doesn't matter? Well, I'll speak for, I'll speak for SAB. It's actually more complicated doing business in Jackson than it is in Montana in terms of licensure and, you know, just some of the restrictions in the, in the towns that we work at. Uh, but I think, but I think uh, uh, Premier is, is, is all too used to that being in, you know, being in the Chicago market and being in the Florida market. So, um, but it wasn't a barrier. It wasn't a barrier. We're used to it. We've done it before. We had licensing in place just from the jobs that we have, right, that we handle remotely. But uh, that wasn't a, that, that certainly wasn't a barrier. You mentioned the West Indies. So how do you see the structure? Just again, thinking of another uh, integrator who might be thinking of this kind of a, of a 
separate location? Is it, uh, is it daily communication via email and Zoom or Slack? Or tell me about the communication process you guys are going to have in place. Yeah, so we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a management level meeting, right? Where where um, the general manager, you know, from uh, from uh, um, Premier SAV will be part of, but it will be just more of a conglomerate, you know, management level meeting with with directives and actions and whatnot. But uh, um, that's that's what we imagine. Every everyone else there, they they also will have their own management meetings, right? Internal to uh, to Premier SAV, but that that's how I see it on the advisory level, biweekly, you know, biweekly management level strategic and advisory meetings. Are there any? It'll be heavy in the beginning, right? Because we've got we've got software transitions, we've got dealer, you know, we've got we've got all sorts of transitional items in place. We've got existing contracts that need to be fulfilled. So there will be a lot of advisory on the front end, but but I definitely see that sort of you know, spreading out over the long haul. Are there any particular challenges that um, you uh, face during this process or that you anticipate? I mean, obviously the weather is something you would be used to from, from Bozeman and as well as Chicago versus Jackson Hole. So the similar issues there regarding outdoor projects and those sorts of things that might be in play, but any particular challenges you think you might face? Yeah, we're, we're, we're highly accustomed to the field challenges. We know what it's like sort of building systems in you know, inclement weather conditions and, and that sort of thing. The logistic challenges in this transition right now, one of the, one of the major challenges right now is they're shutting down the Jackson Hole Airport for two months. <laughs> uh, they've, got, they've got a massive expansion. So, so logistics in terms of getting our Chicago folks and Florida folks, and you know, it won't be, a, it's not big for Bozeman, right? Cause we just, we drive four hours, but uh, as far as getting, getting our, uh, getting our Chicago folks in will be a, will be a challenge. So we got to figure that out. Just in time for the gas prices. We're not ready to fly private right into Driggs, Idaho, quite yet. But. Yeah, just just in time with the gas prices for your, your four-hour commutes. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Is there anything else about uh, this joint venture that you wanted to to mention, or or that you think might be of interest to uh, other CE pros out there? No, we're. I'm, I would just say we're really really excited about you know, working, working alongside our, our friends and colleagues at Premier, you know, in order, in order to make this happen. I just, I just feel like we have a, you know, we have a, such a, such a broad scope of talent, right. That we have, that we have access to, and we actually have, you know, our scale is just going to allow us to, you know, bring forth resource when necessary. And that's a good feeling, right. When you're heading into a, into a market, where where some of that some of that may be required, you know, to as we get this off the ground. So, working with working with great people, you know, working with really really solid people is is a is a joy to this business. Well, congratulations again, and the entire industry will be watching. And I I I have no doubt that it's going to be uh, successful. So, uh, Corey Reestad, thanks for joining CE Pro today. Thank you, Jason. Take care.